Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Drag up that diesel. What's good? This is the Pigpen Podcast. I am your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day on Twitter. It has been a a few weeks, but I figured it's time to get back on here and had a little bit of a break, but we are rolling. We're going to be a little bit off the uh, the beaten path today because obviously it is Super Bowl week and even more obviously the Redskins are not participating in Super Bowl week, so not a whole lot going on with our franchise at the moment. I imagine it would be a unique blend of excitement and anxiety if your team was participating in Super Bowl week. I would not know, though, because the last time the team has been there, uh, I was not alive. So that's kind of where we're at here. But we are going to take a small little twist on the Super Bowl week and how it impacts or reflects or can be tied back to us as a franchise. Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's Super Bowl week. I figured I had to get something out here and uh, this will be kind of more of an interactive one because I'm very curious as to how we as a Redskins community or I should say you as a Redskins community feel about the topic I'm going to discuss I know I'm not the first person to talk about this but I do think it is important because with the 49ers in the game obviously their head coach has a very uh, strong tie to this franchise whether he likes to admit it or not with that being Kyle Shanahan but the question that I have today and I'd love to know everyone's opinions like I said at Denton underscore day on Twitter is can we root for Kyle Shanahan like is it anti-Redskins to root for Kyle Shanahan now when I was younger I used to do this thing that I'm sure people still do now and maybe even people that are my age still do this I don't do it anymore because I grew up but I used to do this thing where I had like multiple teams that I would root for like I'd have my NFC and my AFC team Uh, it'd be like the Redskins and then whoever was good that year in the AFC because that's always how that works out Uh, since I've grown up though I just ride with the with the skins and I go down with the ship which happens a lot more than I would like to but I do find myself rooting for players and coaches that I like across the league and Shanahan is a very interesting one because obviously he has the connection here with our franchise it didn't exactly end in the best way possible but you still kind of in a weird way like him because he's almost he's like an abrasive dick at some point and because it's 2020 that's like in 
You know, it's stylish. It's cool to be an abrasive dick when it comes to athletics. It's like a man bun in 2016. Like, that was really, really in style. Well, now being that kind of abrasive dick is cool. That's why we like Joe Burrow so much. It's why, And that's kind of why I like Kyle Shanahan. If you were a Bryce Harper fan when he was in D.C., he was that abrasive dick. And the thing with all of those three guys, to a certain extent, is they can all back it up. And Shanahan is is that abrasive dick on the coaching sideline. And we he went viral with that one video of literally just being a coach. Like all he was doing is pointing something out to the referee and then he got flagged. He got the flag and that went viral, which is literally just a coach being a coach. I am 100% confident that he is not the only one that has done that. But because we got video of it, everybody seemed to love it. So he's almost like the internet's darling child here. But he does have that weird relationship with the Redskins and that's where I'm like kind of hesitant to really root for Kyle Shanahan now I should preface this by saying I am pulling for the 49ers because on my national show on SB Nation radio for the past three weeks before they had even beaten the Green Bay Packers I was saying San Francisco was going to win the Super Bowl and because I like being correct uh, I want that to come into fruition here but I do just want to know like how much can we actually root for Kyle Shanahan because he um he, when he was here, he was kind of over his skis a little bit. I mean, we have to remember, he left here almost 10 years ago, which I know sounds absolutely bonkers, but he was pre-Jay Gruden era, and what one, what a wonderful era that was. But he was with his dad, of course, and he kind of gave us one of the best offensive years that we've had just in terms of pure excitement and working with Robert Griffin. Obviously, that that didn't really work out, but you could tell at that point, at some point in his career, he would be a good head coach, but he obviously wasn't going to come coach us because we didn't really like his dad that much, and he was still young. I mean, he was, I don't know how old he was at the time, but he was young, and he was also still that uh, abrasive dick then, which is maybe why that didn't mesh out uh, too, too well, but he was young, and he still had a lot of, of growth, and a lot of maturation that he had to get to uh, before he could become a head coach, but he was always a, a very interesting guy to watch. I actually got... I, I got his autograph at a Redskins training camp when Robert Griffin III was first coming onto the scene. So this was before we actually went 10-6 and six and won the division that year. I went to the training camp when it was still here in Ashburn. I went to it twice with my sole goal being to get Robert Griffin's autograph, and I missed every single time because the first time I was towards kind of the entrance where the players walk out, and RG3 signed autographs on the other side. And the second time, I went to the other side, and he signed autographs where they walk walk out. So I missed Robert Griffin, but the first time when RG3 was signing it all the way down towards where that weird, uh, like that weird foresty part of Redskin, of the... Um, the facility is, if you've ever been to training camp in Ashburn, you know what I'm talking about, that weird little foresty part back there. Well, Shanahan was walking up, and he signed a hat of mine, and he was really cool then, but of course, he's just interacting with fans. I'm sure he's not going to be too much of a tool bag then, um, but I do I do remember that moment, so I've always kind of liked Shanahan a little bit, but most importantly, I really like the way that San Francisco plays, and that's one of the reasons why I have this conundrum because I really, despite the fact that I am, you know, 24 and I love like this new school offensive mentality and I love high flying attacks and stuff like that, I do really like watching schematic run game and what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do with San Francisco this year and take Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a quarterback that I think is a very fine quarterback, but he's not great. But he got them in the Super Bowl literally just by running. I mean, hell. Garoppolo threw for eight times, and Shanahan, I'm sure, is just laughing maniacally reading all of these tweets and all of these Facebook posts about can Garoppolo outplay Patrick Mahomes, can Garoppolo outplay Aaron Rodgers. We didn't have to. 
because Kyle Shanahan is so great at developing a run game. And that's one of the things that he was really, really good with here. He turned Alfred Morris into a really, really good player. And part of that is because that RG3 thing and because the defenses were keying in on RG3 more than anybody else. But I do like watching the style that he coaches with. So I kind of pull for him a little bit. And he obviously has a very tight relationship with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk is another guy that I kind of like, I... I like a little bit. I was a closet Kirk fan after he left for a little bit because I knew that he wasn't going to perform well. And then I could jump back on the bandwagon publicly after the big win this year. And then he lost to Kyle Shanahan. And I was like, all right, well, that kind of sucks. Um, But they have a tight relationship. In fact, Shanahan said that he really wanted Kirk Cousins to come to San Francisco. And I do kind of have to question that a little bit. Just not even not even disagreeing with the fact that Kyle Shanahan thinks Kirk Cousins is good. But I wonder how different this offense would look this year if you were to just swap Jimmy Garoppolo out with Kirk Cousins. Because Cousins can throw the ball better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I still don't know if I would trust Kirk Cousins fully. But he's done really well with a run game in the past. I mean, he play, Cousins plays his best when the run game is solid. And if you've watched any part of San Francisco, not even just in the playoffs, but any part of San Francisco this year, they are really good at running the football. I did something. I did a deep dive for the national show on SB Nation Radio, and I found out that they have run the ball more than they've thrown the ball 12 of the 18 games, including the two playoff games. 12 of the 18 games this year San Francisco has. And in 2019-2020, that's a asinine statistic because we have fallen in love with this high-octane you know, air raid type of offense. And the fact that Kyle Shanahan is is developing and being able to win with almost a very old school mentality, knowing that we are going to run the football, it is kind of cool to watch. But the thing is, because he had that weird relationship with us, he has certainly not been shy about voicing his displeasure with us. Uh, we have this clip here that went viral throughout the course of the season as they were leading up to play us. Kyle Shanahan just being a little bit of a jokester here. Coaching in Washington? Um, being able to work with my dad and be around some other good coaches. What was the worst part? Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, uh, I liked a lot of the players. Some good people. But here's the thing with that clip, because while I am a Redskins fan through and through, obviously, I wouldn't really be here if I wasn't. I'm a Redskins fan to the bone. You kind of listen to that and you're like, well, I can't really spot where he is lying. So because of that, I did think it was funny. I completely understood what he was saying. He and management did not get along. We know that. But can you blame anybody for not getting along with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen? I know Dan has kind of been a little bit better and he got a little bit better simply by firing Bruce Allen but I can't blame anybody for not getting along with those two clowns so I thought that was a little funny and I we had this kind of conundrum last year but I felt like last year when the Rams were there with Sean McVay it was significantly easier to root for Sean McVay like I had no issues at all rooting for Sean McVay I knew they would not win I I knew that going in there the Rams were not going to beat the Patriots last year but I, it was so much easier to root for Sean McVay just because the exit was a little cleaner and because, well, it, I mean, it hurt watching McVay leave, but you kind of knew that that guy was going to be a stud. So from leaving the Redskins, McVay, you knew, was 100% going to be a stud, and you had really good feelings about Kyle Shanahan going on and going on to be successful at some point after he left the Redskins, but then he went to Cleveland, and nobody is successful in Cleveland, and he parted ways because of, well, I mean, because it's Cleveland, but also the Johnny Manziel situation, because most 
incredible coaches, most coaches with their head on their shoulders, probably didn't want to have to design plays for Johnny Menzel because he was a little bit of a nutcase. So he did that. He had that issue in the Super Bowl with the Falcons, which that was fun to watch. That was. as Because that wound was a little fresher then than it was now, watching Kyle Shanahan, who was almost the sole reason that the Falcons lost that game because he was not able to run in the late stages, watching that was very, very fun. But now that we are over that hump, now that we are past that, I do find myself slightly rooting for Kyle Shanahan. And I would just like to know everybody else's thoughts on that. Because I know he's, it's it's a touchy subject. It's polarizing. But also, this is the best I could do to make any sort of Redskins twist to the Super Bowl. Because we really have nothing going on. And coming in the next few weeks, I will start to uh, to do a little bit more of a deep dive into draft stuff. But because we're not there yet, we'll do, we'll do some draft stuff. We'll do some, some free agency stuff. We did see that picture of Ron Rivera floating around. I, I saw that on Twitter when he had a free agency list. I could not see who was on the list because he was so deep into the picture, but I did see that. So we will start to do some some free agency stuff here on this pod as we get closer to that time. But it sure looked like it sure looked like Derrick Henry was one of the names that was on that list that Ron Rivera had, which is interesting. It's really, really interesting. Obviously, uh, I don't think that's a realistic possibility for the team because if you're getting Derrick Henry, you are paying an awful lot of money. But I did find it interesting that it looked like Derrick Henry was on Ron Rivera's board of guys that he possibly wanted to sign this offseason. So we'll get into that as we approach that specific point in time. And we will do a lot more draft stuff because I do. I am pretty deep into this college football thing. So we will get a, a, a little bit in in depth on that as we get closer but I just want to jump on here get your thoughts what do you think can you root for Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl or are you rooting for our former nemesis Andy Reid on the opposite side coaching the Chiefs or are you in the middle and just hoping that the commercials are actually good this year I think we as a society especially in 2020 a year that has been very very strange to start deserve a good year of Super Bowl commercials because Lord knows we have not had a great year of commercials in what feels like a decade but hopefully maybe 2020 we get this whole Super Bowl commercial thing right but let me know your thoughts on that are you rooting for Kyle Shanahan are you not rooting for Kyle Shanahan let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day I told you this one would be a short one and it is that's going to wrap it up but keep your eyes peeled in the future for draft content for free agency content it's all happening soon until then this has been the pig fan podcast deuces deuces